Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. He's a gorilla of destiny. A bullet club OG. Continuing on the legacy of the most feared name in all of wrestling. From Tonga to Japan to America, you are now entering Tamas Island with your host, the babyface heel, Tamatonga. So, what do you guys feel like talking about? It's Tuesday. <laughs> it's uh, just about 6.30 p.m. Eastern. We're live on Twitch. We're live on your favorite podcasting platform. Folks, it's time for a WrestleMania hangover edition of Tama's Island. Uh, before we get into it, I have some co-hosts joining me as always. First of all is Gary. Gary, welcome back to the island. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good to be back. Hell yeah. You you sound exactly like my brain sounds right now. Just after a weekend of wrestling, I'm like, I'm I'm doing good, man. I'm burnt I'm, out, man. Yeah, I'm gonna get I'm through just it. Happy to be alive. Just, hey, man. The re- <laughs> if, if you're if you're only listening to me right now, the Red Bull is carrying the timber of my voice. Uh, we've got also as well as Gary. We got the one, the only. We got John joining us as always from uh, what appears to be an undisclosed location. This doesn't yeah. look like your normal spot. So uh, I was talking some shit on the happy hour. Shout out to our patrons. Uh, I got a little cocky and I was like, hey, man, you know, uh, the Bullet Club currently is basically just Wolfpack, like WCW Wolfpack. Like they're they're getting into the uh, into Bullet Club after it was already cool. Mm -hmm. And so then I realized like, oh, shit, I'm still like living in, in Florida. Like these people know where I live uh yeah, so i was gonna now, say you're in you're in bullet club country man <laughs> yeah i found this weird ass uh sports themed airbnb that i'm hiding at uh maybe okay. i've already said too much i think i've already said too much i was gonna say i don't know how many sports themed airbnbs there are out there uh, but in florida probably like 20 at least well you so. didn't have to say you were in florida man you're just oh damn it uh alaska <laughs> i meant alaska <laughs> you just gave up just, your uh, just, dig, just digging deeper but uh yeah uh, what i what i do respect john is that you're like i talked some shit in happy hour that sent me into hiding but you also repeated the shit you talked <laughs> just in case the the folks that aren't subscribed to the islander tier over over at patreon.com backslash Thomas Island didn't hear. Yeah, he compared them to kind of the, the Wolfpack situation. John is broadcasting from an undisclosed location. And I am joining you as always from my ivory tower up in Chicago. I'm the culture vulture, the folk city hustler, the dirtbag disruptor, the thane of Fife. I'm the shy beetle. I'm the bored ape of God. I'm your certified lover boy. I'm whatever you need me to be this week. But this week, I'm very very hungover from WrestleMania weekend, and I didn't even drink. I did not have a sip of alcohol, but I woke up with a headache. I woke up with I woke up needing like some toast. Like WrestleMania weekend, I think burnt a lot of people out. Some in in good ways, some in bad ways, and some just you know in in the ways that uh, 
you can't come back from. But what did y'all think before we dig deep into the uh, uh, shenanigans that occurred down in Dallas, Texas? Uh, I'm just going to open it up first to you, Gary. What was your big WrestleMania moment this year? What was like the big thing from this weekend that is still lingering with you? However, what were 36 hours later? Honestly, I think I can speak for everyone from this. It's got to be Cody. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think you're. I don't think you're wrong in that one. A lot of people talk about Cody Rhodes making his WrestleMania debut and his his Raw debut as well, cutting a big promo last night about his father and the WWE title, and then wrestling a dark match against Kevin Owens. So, the American Nightmare is now in W is now in WWE. We'll definitely be talking about that over the course of this next hour or however long this episode of thomas island goes we've been going long and i think people like it uh john what what's your big moment from this past weekend of wrestlemania watching Wee man do a fucking body slam Lord. not take a body slam yep perform a body slam the Super greatest good. simply put the greatest body slam in the history of wrestlemania it was clean it was good. It was a beautiful body slam. And yep. I should also point out that Wee Man of Jackass fame was wearing a t-shirt, a WrestleMania t-shirt that had tape over certain letters. So it just said Wee Mania. Just absolute yes. gold star stuff from Wee Man and the entire Jackass crew who got involved in what I am calling an instant classic. I mean, it was a masterpiece to me. Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn and an Anything Goes match that... They really got creative. This was not an anything goes match with kendo sticks and chairs. This was an anything goes match with tables covered in mouse traps, a giant spring-loaded hand, and even a giant <laughs> mouse trap. We will, uh, we will definitely, definitely be talking about that. But let's let's go into the deep. Let's go into the deep water. Let's start with Cody Rhodes, because, man, that really is, I think, the story that's got the most branches off of it. That's the story that's got the most ripples in the pond, so to speak. And so, Gary, you said it was your WrestleMania moment. So I got to ask you, what did you think of, of A, first seeing Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania and then B, the, the promo he cut last night on Raw? Personally, I thought they was going to swerve us, you know, mm -hmm. with the power and all, and then turning dark hey i thought it was gonna be shane honestly but... <laughs> i'm i'm on record very publicly as saying i thought it was gonna be shane so i'm with you <laughs> but so i mean it was kind of nice you know see cody get like him be himself mm -hmm. like you know the american nightmare i'm glad he was able to uh bring that with him so yeah i feel yeah. like i hope now that he's back mm -hmm. they won't give him like you know this one and done thing like have a few good matches then you know just not be like you know in anything yeah no it it i i do feel like it's gonna be a a, a tricky thing to keep this momentum because it was such a big moment and the match with seth was i mean so definitive he, he hit him with three different crossroads and the dusty uh elbow and so like it is a question of where does he go from here? He's already stated he wants that WWE title. Seth Rollins shook his hand, kind of saying that our feud is buried. So it doesn't it doesn't sound like we're going to get a rematch between uh, Cody and Seth. It does sound like he he's headed for either the WWE title or both of the titles that Roman Reigns is carrying. We didn't get a lot of uh, information about what Roman Reigns is going to be doing, but John, what do you think of, of the American Nightmare in the in WWE? 
to quote Seth Rollins, uh, welcome back to the big leagues, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, that was so good because like, like, because, you know, they had to they had to acknowledge that, Mm -hmm. you know, that they're supposed to be even though in reality, like they're just both companies like nobody. There's no leagues. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it's not regular sports, it's like ECHL and NHL or some shit. Yeah. But it's hilarious, but especially coming from Seth Rollins, who, you know, until now has never really been seen as like a company. I mean, he's a company man in, in real life. Well, I was gonna say, cause like, I, I feel like this was Seth. Rollins, <clears throat> he's like the rebel. Sort of, but I feel like this was Seth Rollins bringing the Twitter persona into. Oh WWE, yeah, for sure. Because like Seth Rollins yeah. on Twitter is the guy who's like, "Hey, Will Osprey, you're broke, and we got Ricochet." <laughs> like he's he is kind. To put it bluntly, Seth is kind of a bitch, and so I think yeah. seeing that bitchiness come out is really, really gonna make some some good stuff for Seth Rollins with or without Cody Rhodes. I think Becky has been an influence. <laughs> I hope yeah. <laughs> this is what it is. <laughs> I th- well, if it's not Becky, it's the confidence of like finding the woman you love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like just it's having it. that kind of a partner in your life really does help you become a better version of yourself. And I think and, that's uh, yeah. And go he's, ahead. And, and he's and his Twitter persists super popular on Twitter. And not that he's not popular with the fans. He's he's popular. Mm-hmm. Um, but you put those two together, you got a juggernaut. If you can be the guy he is on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and be that guy who kind of breaks the fourth wall and acknowledges that other companies exist, acknowledges people's past that normally you don't bring up because you can't make a video package out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. If Seth Rollins can be that guy, like the Deadpool of WWE, just by talking shit and breaking the fourth wall. Thank you. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's what I need. Honestly, I think you be- you put it better than I ever could. Seth Rollins is the yeah. Deadpool of, uh, of the <laughs> WWE. And it's it was, it, I think, Cody's uh, return to WWE was very interesting simply for the fact that, like, you had Dustin Rhodes retweeting WWE for the first time in, like, five years, saying, hell yeah, little brother, go get him. You had Aubrey Edwards being like, hey, I'm so proud of you. Like, there was a lot of love from the AEW roster to Cody during his his debut, and I personally, I like that. I, I kind of like to see that kind of friendly competition as opposed to this you know saying yeah sure he built the company but he's one of them now so fuck him um like i I yeah you can't because that makes you an idiot if the thing is that if you if if you say cody leaving broke us that's what you're saying it makes you into an idiot like Mm -hmm. you know instead of but instead go hey man good for you we don't need you here but but we're not we're not upset about it you know thank you for everything you did Exactly. And I, and I think it. that and I think that's going to be an important kind of line to walk, because as yeah. much as we talk about WWE having to maintain the momentum of this big Cody Rhodes moment, now AEW is really going to have to carry themselves correctly. You know what I mean? Because if they are actually going to be the anti like the the new standard in wrestling where they don't where they try to do things WWE doesn't then I think they have to just let this happen and not react to it. Like, I know the the Young Bucks are changing their Twitter profile, their, their Twitter bio, but, like, that their Twitter bio is kayfabe, so that's fine. But, like, <laughs> it it really does kind of... it. I, I think if AEW is able to just kind of let this happen and say, hey, good for Cody, we're putting on the show we put on, I think it's going to really help them in the long run. Because it's like you said, John, the, there are no leagues. These are just two companies. The wrestlers that are in the two companies get along with each other. The executives in the two companies, from what I understand, like they may not be friendly, but they don't hate each other. You know, it's very and and I think if AEW carries this correctly, 
WWE will be like, you know what? We don't have to stomp them out of business. We don't have to destroy them. We can just kind of be our, you know what I mean? We can yeah, be and, ourselves. And, and, and let's put it, and let's put it this way. When there's a convention, like let's say there's some kind of um, sports marketing convention or something, right? Which is these trade shows. These guys are hanging out, having drinks at these networking parties. They're not throwing hands in the parking lot. Only mm-hmm. fans think that that's happening, yep. you know? And, and, and when there was stuff like COVID, right? A lot of these promotions worked together to figure out protocols and, and to work with state governments to figure out when they can open and how they can open things. You know, it's, 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 it's just, it's ridiculous to think that there's no, um, any kind of collaboration, right? Yeah. No, and I'm I'm completely with you there, and I I think this Cody thing is is going to really, it's going to highlight that because a lot of AEW fans real mad, real real mad. Really? Like Cody Corey Ray. was saying they're Corey Corey in the chat here yep. saying that they're burning shirts. There are people burning shirts. There are people like saying fuck Cody Rhodes and his family. He's a sellout now. There's just a lot of people. That was his character. His character was that he's a sellout. What yeah, do these well, people have not ever seen a Cody Rhodes? before well and even even that like i i think the people that really hate cody rhodes right now are also the same people that are like cody's the most wwe guy that aew's got like i don't know i think it's a really good i think it's a really good fit cody in wwe cody got seventy thousand people to cheer him on sunday or on saturday and then on monday he got cody chants from the weekly flagship promotion show that is something aew simply can't give him you're not going to get 70,000 people cheering Cody and AEW for the next like three years. Like it's going to take them a while to even get 70,000 people, but then to get them to cheer Cody as well in AEW would have been tough. The Cody chants, you never, you never heard there. And so it, it does kind of feel like he's home. He's, he's in a place where he can kind of be, be his father's son. He looked a little nervous to be honest, when he first came out instead of, I mean, he, and that's not necessarily a critique, uh, mm-hmm. I know it was very emotional for him. Um, but when he first stepped out, he just he almost looked a little bewildered. I think the first time you step out in years in front of, first of all, an open, a huge stadium like that, right? Mm-hmm. And that kind of hot crowd, and you're the surprise, that's got to be just mind-blowing, you know? Yeah. That's got to be a moment that you just, you step out of your body for a second, you know? Well, and, and if you watch the promo that Cody did on Monday, you know that this is a guy who pays attention to what people say about him online. Because, like, the the promo was literally built around, like, shit people have been saying about him for the past 45 days. Yeah. And so you have to know that there was part of him that wasn't sure what kind of reaction he was going to get at WrestleMania. Because if, you if, you, if you're listening to the people online, there's a lot of people that like Cody. There's a lot of people that hate Cody. And so I wouldn't be surprised if he was like, all right, here we go. I'm either going to get real cheered or I'm going to get booed out of the building. And they welcomed him with open arms. And I'm not even a Cody fan, uh, but I'm happy to see him. You know, uh, I'm happy that now WWE got AEW as good as they got them with with bringing people over, mm-hmm. with, with taking talent. Like, because before it was kind of boring. It was like, okay, this guy goes WWE, this guy goes AEW, this guy goes AEW, this guy goes, it was getting boring. And then someone goes to WWE. Oh, now, now we've got, now we've got a fight yeah, on our well, hands. And this, and, and to be fair, a lot of the things that Cody has said in the, for lack of a better term, the AE style, AEW style post WrestleMania media blitz that he did. Cause like, yes, it, WWE does a lot of like build up interviews to WrestleMania, but this is the first time I remember like, okay, post WrestleMania, we've got a bunch of quotes from Cody Rhodes about his debut. And that's the kind of shit you really only get out of AEW a lot of times. 
and so in his in the way that you know uh he was uh oh man i almost i I just lost my point explaining where we were but uh no in in this kind of oh fuck what was i gonna say uh it's in this way he's sort of He's he's in it for side projects, right? Because that's right. what he was. Yeah, yeah. We, we we just we've discussed it on the podcast before. Yeah, he's AW, in it for, he's he got in it the... for a for side projects and b for the fact that now he can, he said that he can be an honest voice to people that want to come to WWE. Which his agent aside, who had some issues in the mid two thousands of maybe bringing some trade secrets from TNA to to WWE. Um, his agent aside, what he's saying is that now he is kind of opening that last forbidden door in right. a way because like i think a lot of people in aew thought to themselves i'm in aew which means i'm never going to be able to go to wwe now right like that door has got to be closed because i signed with the other guy and now one of the most aew guys one of the most anti-wwe guys has gone to wwe and that opens up a whole world for people like mjf for people like jungle boy for people like sammy guevara for people that are really young on the rise and we're maybe yeah. thinking this is the only place where I'm going to be able to to get that reaction. Now they know, oh, I might be able to might be able to go to WWE. I don't know if it'll be as sweet, but I might be able to make some some pretty sweet money. I don't know. I it it opens he's up a, a door. He's a bridge. Yep. More than he is a I mean, yes, he's a door, but the problem is people people look at WWE from AEW and like you said, they think that there's, you know, no crossover. But if if that was true and it may have even been true, at least Cody can over the, you know, over there, he's got the nightmare factory, mm-hmm. right? So he's got students mm-hmm. and he also has people from AEW that are his students that are pretty happy. Uh, I saw online uh kid bandit was, yeah. was there for it and, and watching them just, just, you know, like mark out for Cody oh, yeah. coming out was awesome, <laughs> but it got me thinking, I'm like, well, shit, you know, months ago, it was probably, not that I think, I mean, not that, I mean, Kid Bandit can go anywhere. If you've ever seen them uh, wrestle, like, like absolutely yeah, great no, they, personality, uh, great in the ring. Absolutely on the rise. Yeah. But, but I imagine it, it's WWE seemed a lot higher of a mountain months ago than it did mm-hmm. on Saturday. Well, and, right? and to kind of piggyback <laughs> off that point, because Cody talks about the fact that it's such a complicated um, contract that he's got. I wouldn't be surprised if the complication was about working with the Nightmare Factory, because like yeah. doing Hollywood stuff has never been a, a problem for WWE superstars like to have doing third. It, hell, especially if, if r- rumors are true that Nick Khan and Triple H had that meeting where they were like, yeah, we're going to have a lot more third party opportunities for folks. That wouldn't be too complicated. But working for a training facility that like mainly works with AEW talent, that might be yeah. the thing where like the contract has to get a little a little little bit interesting we'll we'll and, see because it, it also raises the question of if side projects were so important to him what side projects was tony khan not letting him do probably rose or, or to the top. Oh, go sorry ahead. go ahead gary probably go ahead, gary. rose to the top because that's like an aid only aew right I'd yeah and, and, and i mean and, and it did get canceled like it, I, it so and, it, and it's and i don't think that it's tony doesn't love it's that tony doesn't have the connections because he stuck with turner Whereas WWE has Comcast and Fox. Mm-hmm. And so that's a much bigger playing field of opportunity. And even without that, they've got WWE films, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they have partners. And and Cody, Cody really likes, uh, you know, he's still a video games guy. He's still, yep. you know, likes all the pop culture stuff. And 
WWE opens a lot of doors when you're a superstar. You get a lot of free shit. I'm sure you do an AEW as well, but not as much as working in WWE. So it's going to be, there's a lot of reasons to go that are not just money. Oh yeah, no, but but just the fact that he was so specific about those side projects. Yeah, what, I just I, I, I just what, think he wasn't able to. Is yeah, no, was. exactly, because like yeah. it was a very he 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 was very he kept a lot of things close to the chest in those interviews, and yeah. so the stuff that he does admit speaks that much louder. Like he doesn't have to bring up the side projects, but he is, which means, and he's also mm. now I guess saying that he doesn't ever really want a managerial role in a wrestling promotion again. He wants to go back to just being a wrestler. That was a quote that mm. uh has has come out in the past like day. And so I I wouldn't be surprised if part of it was just him being like, "Man, I don't I don't know about this EVP thing. I think I think I'm better some people are better soldiers than they are officers." And I think he wants to he kind of wants to be a a lieutenant or whatever, whatever that middle portion yeah. is where he gets to write his own story about Dusty Rhodes, but he's still taking orders from WWE. You know what I mean? And I think and I think he's somebody they can trust with that. There's plenty of people that, you know, the the, the word on the street is always WWE gives no creative freedom. And that's not entirely true. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen plenty of gimmicks pop up that were pushed. The, the New Day well, yeah, and is so- a huge example. And, and you know, they're they're their uh, dildo unicorn uh, uh, things and all that stuff. That's all stuff they came up with. That was not from yep. creative. No, and, so. and to be fair, so many people have talked about the, like Nikki Ash is a good example of someone who pitched a character and they went with it. And so if, if you're allowed to pitch stuff, that is a, that is creative freedom. It, yeah. They they have the freedom to say no to you, but if you have the freedom to well, pitch, that is that is a level of creative and, freedom. It's not. And I know. and I think and I think control your narrative is evidence of and their video packages of why they don't always give people creative freedom. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's people, possible. Yeah. They're, yeah, yeah. All right. No, Listen, you see it. I, I, you you know, see it, it, and it's not just it's not just control your narrative. Like you see it in the fact that like everyone had a prison break video that one year that there were a bunch right. of, like there there are clearly some people that are are followers when it comes to or what, oh, what, was, like, what was Dusty Rhodes old saying? There are some walk behinders when it comes to creative where they're like, oh, this really worked. Can I do that? And then there's there's uh, Brody King posted that uh, he posted. Uh, um, the new, uh, whatever they're calling the new edge stable, the new brood. I'm just going to call them. Yeah, okay. the house of black. Oh, they're, they're, they're the new, new. Brood, yeah. though, Cause the heart, yeah, the new, new the brood. brood. Right. Well, they're the, 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 uh, the nouveau ministry. brood. I'm going to call I them. Call nouveau them brood. I'm calling them the ministry of broodness just because uh, yeah, that's the one edge is so um, taker. Like Brody right King's got some balls because I mean, uh, also, also, uh, he's big. So I'm going to be really, I'm going to be really cool about this. Uh, Alistair black just brought his gimmick over for Malachi Black. And if they're saying that they don't get creative freedom, then that means WWE created Aleister Black, which just means that they're already the wish version of something from WWE. Do you follow my logic here? Sort of. I think it's I think it's a lot funnier than that. Because you're you're kind of saying that like, oh well they're already the the wish version of of, of, of this. Because I don't think that's what it was. I think what- well, they're already the wish for. Actually, oh sorry, it's more secular because no, here, this here, is me- what this is. This is what Alistair Black would have had if he didn't get <laughs> sent out. So, yeah, but that's my thing. Is it's almost like what they're saying. What what it really is is Alistair Black wanted this character in WWE. They said no, so he took all of the stuff from the cutting room floor and took yeah. it to AEW and was like, "Look, here's what I wanted to do," and that got so popular that WWE saw it and went. 
Oh, I guess we should do that. What's Edge doing? Uh, what's Damian Priest doing? Is Rhea Ripley around, or maybe like Tommaso Ciampa? Yeah. Who can we, you know, um, like it? I I don't uh, think. God, they're... please give me a whole stable. I just want I want I want thirty of them. Because like WWE, because <laughs> here's the thing: WWE didn't let Aleister Black do the House of Black. Well, because he's not Edge. I mean, it's, it's no, like, but they, but if 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 <laughs> but I think the success of House of Black in AEW is proving yeah. that had they let him do that, it might sure. have been something to the point where now WWE is like, oh, we should we should do that. And and I think though it does fit best for Edge um, because his character's always had a dark side, even when he was not in the brood. Um, yeah. And and. It's the perfect time for it. And and also, though, he has the charisma. Not that Aleister Black doesn't have the charisma. He does have plenty of, I mean, or Malachi, sorry, Malachi Black, where he's calling himself. He has, here's how I'll put it. He has a lot of charisma, but it's hard to be the guy with the most charisma in your stable when you've got Brody King. That dude's got, yeah. he's got and, everything. Yeah. And there's only and, and there's only two of them, right? In, in the WWE so far? No, in House of Black. No, isn't Buddy Murphy also? They got oh, Buddy Murphy, Murphy, that's right. Okay, so there's three yeah. of them. And and if you think about it, Buddy Murphy also has a ton of charisma. Yep. So it's it's entirely different. I could see how in WWE might have been like, yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe you know, mm-hmm. not right. But when they they take that that template and they put it over somebody like Edge, they go, oh yeah, no, we can make this work. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, you know, they're all great, but it's just how the business works, you know. It's no, it's it definitely is. A, it's it's a Xerox of a Xerox. Uh, what do you what do you think, Gary, about the Ministry of Rudeness? That's a that's a that's a name to it, isn't it? Right. That's just that's what I'm going with. Because the new yeah, new just doesn't roll off the tongue. Well, what's the? I mean, they haven't referred themselves as anything quite. No, yet, not right? yet. There are some uh, rumors uh, out there that I I just I'll, I'll be honest. I haven't read what the rumored names were, but I yeah. Right now they aren't working with a name. But Edge has stolen Undertaker's flow. He's stolen Undertaker's like walk. He's stolen Undertaker's color. He stole Undertaker's Hall of Fame. Suit. Pretty much everything. Um, yeah, like he took he took yeah. everything from the Undertaker. But 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 Edge takes everything from everyone. That's his character. Oh yeah, yeah. no, I'm not I'm not saying it's a I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I just have to point out that this we're not seeing the rated R superstar being like, yeah, I gotta you know it's not he's not the Edge heads reinvented like he is. He is <laughs> right. He's bringing out a new. He's bringing out a new form, and so yeah. I'm willing to give it some. I'm willing to. I'm. I. I'll even say that I'm not willing to call it the the Wish House of Black yet, because I do. I do think it's going to be more corporate ministry than than House of Black. I don't see them. Here's the thing. I don't see them pulling out a lot of pagan stuff with this group. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. I, don't I, see I think them this showing is more up with antlers and, and. No, I think it's more a cult of personality. Not to use not the song, yeah. but the but the actual term. I think it's more they're more focusing on the fact that edge it's not like in, in with house of black it's more like a satanic uh you know you get the idea that there's a higher power that even malachi black answers to yes whereas for edge it's just about he is the higher power exactly it, it's it's if you want to call it a wish version of anything it's seth rollins's messiah gimmick yes he's doing <laughs> oh, he's doing perfect. the seth rollins messiah thing from last year when he yeah. had when he had murphy with him um, <laughs> Yeah, was it Buddy Murphy just a wish version of Buddy Murphy from WWE when he was with Seth Rollins? No, Buddy Buddy Murphy is a unique, one of a kind talent, and people need to stop comparing him to Kenny Omega and all the other folks. Like, why? Why did they compare him to Kenny Omega? Because he does the V trigger. Um, Oh, that was like for a while. That was his thing. He was WWE's Kenny Omega. Um, Do these people realize there's only like four wrestling moves? They're just all named different things. No, and that's why I'm like, (laughs) we need to we need to stop talking about this. I think the man has carved out a good a good niche for himself. 
he's, and he, he's he survived with the worst storylines, the worst Seth gimmicks. Lee. He pulled through. The man had to deal with uh, Rey Mysterio's daughter. Uh, the man he, had to deal with Rey Mysterio getting uh, revenge for losing an eye. Like he has been, th- he has been through the. Yes. He's been through barbed wire, dragged across brimstone, and I think we need to give Buddy Murphy a break in the uh, marketplace and, of ideas. And Black is still selling that eye. Yeah, no, that eye is, it's, it's an infection and sometimes it gets worse. And when it gets worse, he's really evil. And when it shrinks down, he's like less evil. That's the lore of Alistair Black. Go to the doctor, man. Go to the doctor. (laughs) He doesn't believe in doctors. He is, he is is a doctor. He's a witch doctor. Um, Yeah. But so anyway, I'm, I'm willing to give the ministry of broodness uh, a chance simply because edge is edge is great. Damien priest is great. And Mark, that was, when I saw Damien priest, that was the biggest pop for me in all of like the whole the whole wrestlemania because nothing I, surprised me until I, that happened i will say it's funny that someone as old as damian priest needs a mentor in wwe because this is not a guy who's like 25 yeah. and and in need of guidance he has been around the block <laughs> i think they look at him and they see razor ramon and they think he did great in a stable. He really, you know, so I think that that's what they're trying to capture that. Oh, yeah, no. And he's going to be great in a stable, but the idea that he needs a mentor is a little... Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, Ooh, it's yeah. kind of putting him at the kids' table. They might um, be the same age. I haven't even looked it up, but... <laughs> yeah, it's very possible. But uh, speaking of new forms and new things going on, uh, Elias finally showed up. No, am, Elias. No, Elias is dead. No, no, I am not. Look, I, I can, I can do a lot. I can, I can put up with a lot as someone who covers and takes wrestling seriously. Kayfabe, man, come but on. Ezekiel, just... Ezekiel is Elias. I'm sorry. This There's is... no way. Yes. He, he, he tweeted. He or, or he put in his bio, or whatever. He says, "Hey, Elias this is younger brother." Yeah. Yeah, he's his then, younger brother. Then why does Elias's younger brother look about a year older than Elias the, a year ago when I saw him? <laughs> he smokes. He smokes. Like if this is his don't little, smoke, kids. If this is his little brother, it's because he was born 15 minutes after him. This is the man's twin. I am not gonna sit here and be Ross, like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna feel like a dumbass when you see them standing next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> and with the the magic of WWE's editing, I'm pretty sure you're I'm gonna get that before uh before too long. But no, I I I I'm gonna call this the return of Elias. I am not calling this Ezekiel's <laughs> debut. Because even Kevin Owens was kind of like, no, this is what the hell are you doing, dude? So I got I got to throw to you, Gary, first. What do you think of, of the the shaven Elias? I mean, I guess, you know, he was in need of this change because, I mean, there wasn't much was for he? him. I, get I mean, there wasn't much for him to do. I, no, and I, how man's in, the man was in need of a, of a pink slip. That's what he needed. <laughs> Here's here's what I would here's the one one thing I would say if Ezekiel is really Elias's younger brother he should be wearing a black armband because the last time we saw Elias it was a grave that said the old Elias is dead and so in kayfabe Elias is dead and his younger brother has taken his place um but I I just I Especially since, like, he's wearing the trunks that, like, Elias was wearing in all those WWE 2K promos. Like, no, this is, this is Elias. This is, don't, what are we doing here, guys? What are we, there was so much good this weekend. Ross, and this. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't sit in here and let you slander poor Ezekiel. He's just trying to step in for his brother. 
This is it's like a it's like a Bible story. I don't his believe brother's in dead. Didn't you see the you didn't you see the gravestone? It said Elias I, is dead. I don't know. I, I call me a doubter, but this, this whole <laughs> okay. thing, I'm, I don't know. The only way this can work is if next week he comes out as like Ebediah, the next week he comes out as <laughs> Elliot, the next week he, he just keeps coming out as different brothers with the e El Ellering. Yeah, like it, if this is a if this is a long term story about a broken man with multiple personalities, make him like 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 Sally Field and Sybil or something like that. Then then I will I will I will stand up and change my tune and eat my shoe like Werner Herzog. But I I just the whole thing raises questions. PhD bound three hundred nine bringing up a great point in the chat. Did Ezekiel kill Elias? What happened to Elias? Because that still hasn't been. That's still we haven't we haven't tied that up yet. Who knows? You know, and I think I think Ezekiel killed Elias, and then Ephraim is going to kill Ezekiel, and then uh, Edgar is going to kill. Ephraim. You see what I'm saying? It's just and then when all the clowns that you've hired lie dead at your blade, <laughs> what are you going to do? Like I don't. The whole thing just. It, it, well, they get to sell a new shirt for everyone. <laughs> I guess they do. I guess yeah. they do. I don't know. I had to bring it up because, like, if there's anything, I feel like there was so much good this weekend. And that Ross, was like, we only have a half hour left. Can we please just talk about Drycast for thirty minutes? All right, all right. We will. Stop talking, <laughs> we will stop talking about the the shaven Elias, and we will instead. Sorry, man. Yeah. I know it's your job. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. No, no, you. no, just... you're right. You're right. Because I was starting to talk in circles. I, like you said, I was starting to like, like, like I said, it was starting to become like a Bible. Story. You're in like, shock. Well, you're in Ro shock. Well, Ross didn't believe in Ezekiel, but the whole town <laughs> called him a fool. Um, but no, <laughs> I, I, if, if, if I am a fool, I will be a fool for the fact that I do believe that the jackass match this past <sighs> weekend at WrestleMania was one of the greatest things that has ever come out of the the wrestling genre the wrestling medium whatever you want to call wrestling we got bianca belair versus becky lynch and we got johnny knoxville versus Sami Zayn. i hold those two as equals i loved every second man i just i had just come off hot off of watching uh jackass forever mm -hmm. and though so it just literally just felt like another segment mm-hmm you know what I mean? It just felt like another segment of that movie. It was so good. Sorry. Yeah. No, Set you're right. And especially because they like they had Dark Shark there. They had Jasper. They had a lot of the the new Jackass crew there to kind of make it a, a true affair. And I thought I knew Wee, Wee Man was under there because when they went to go grab the table with the mousetraps, it was stuck. And I saw his hand come out and like lift it off the thing it was stuck on. <laughs> I saw it. I was like, there's Wee Man's under there. I know it. Yes, Wee Man. Uh, yeah, no, like between Wee Man showing up, Party Boy showing up in a WWE ring, which feels overdue. I mean, considering with like, they, they had like that big uh, fat guy covered in oil that was kind of like WWE's Party Boy. They had Viscera for a while. Like WWE's tried to do the Party Boy thing. And now they finally have Chris Pontius with his bare butt cheeks hanging out. 
uh just just doing doing the party boy dance at wrestlemania man i did i felt like like old wcw fans when they saw that dx versus nwo thing at wrestlemania 30 you know what i mean where it's like oh i didn't even know that this level of nostalgia could wash over me during a wrestlemania match but boy howdy so good felt so good i felt 12 years old again watching sunday night heat at 7 p.m and then jackass at 8 on mp on mtv like it really it really brought me back. What'd you What'd you think, Gary, of the the Jackass uh, showcase at WrestleMania? I thought I was watching another another Jackass movie. <laughs> it re- it really like you know it really how, like you know how every Jackass movie has like like Jackass two had Jackass two point five, Jackass three had the Jackass three point five of all the bonus. This was Jackass Forever point five. Like this was their like the epilogue. I, oh man. And let's see what haven't we talked about we, we talked about the mouse traps we talked about wee man in his wee mania shirt we talked about uh uh chris pontius doing the party boy thing dark shark jasper the spring-loaded hand that just came out of nowhere oh, yeah it came out of nowhere man that was that was, cool. that was so much fun and cool. then what else was there? Oh, and, uh, was it was it where mark henry commented on it right he said the, yeah uh, he said was... my son He's creating generational talent because he's the one who found Jade Cargill. He's the one who's yeah. found a lot of stars for WWE. And him and Mae Young made a sweet baby hand that finally made his WrestleMania debut. Uh, it was and, I, very- and it's and it's so good. Like and 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 another example of somebody who's at another company that knows that's still playing nice because they're cool. Mm-hmm. You know, Mark Henry right there. He's obviously he was watching. So yep, John, you you've gone into a desk. Yeah, uh, I've went. I've gone into hiding. Is what happened. I don't that know, makes uh, sense. That makes sense. But yeah, no. While we're talking about that, let's talk. Let's talk about the finale, the big Looney Tunes mousetrap extravaganza. Uh, what, it, Gary? What'd you think of the of Johnny Knoxville? A, not only trapping Sami Zayn in a, in a mousetrap, but knowing enough about mousetraps to go like, oh, I know why this mousetrap isn't working right now. Fixing it and still getting the, the one, it. two, three. Yeah. Like, I mean. <laughs> Sammy obviously doesn't know how to work a mousetrap, obviously. So, yeah. I mean, that's kind of his downfall. <laughs> so, I mean, Johnny just... He, wasn't, he just didn't Johnny go to prepared. Yeah, he wasn't watching the tape. <laughs> he, he took advantage. Now, oh. if it was me, if it was me, uh, and they were like, John, you're in a match with Johnny Knoxville. You know what I'm doing? I'm looking up the manual for every taser I can find. I'm looking up how mousetraps <laughs> work. Yep. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm conditioning myself in case I ever get hit in the nuts. You know, yeah. I'm just, I'm ready. I'm ready yeah. for that. No, you got you have to be prepared for anything when you're dealing with with Johnny Knoxville. And I also and and I mean while we're while we're kind of talking about the AEW WWE thing, Orange Cassidy's finisher is the mouse trap. It's like a weird pinfall thing. And so like I feel like they've beaten Orange Cassidy to the giant mouse trap and God bless him for it. Uh, now it's it too was, late. Now it'll just be seen as derivative. Exactly. And it was such a moment. It was such a just such a great great moment at wrestlemania shout out to everyone from from the talent in the ring to the producers backstage that said yeah okay let's go for it shout out to everyone that made that moment johnny knoxville is a great example of uh you know something in like dungeons and dragons when somebody wants the multi-class you know like warrior and tinkerer you know and you're like like warrior and tinkerer like no man that sounds useless yeah until you need to fix a giant mouse trap that's about to take out a dude yep like johnny knoxville is the perfect soldier 
he is he's the last of a dying breed like there aren't a lot of there aren't a lot of carnies that are like no my last name is the town i'm from i can fight with a bull or i can recite lines in a movie i can do whatever you need me to do I, like that's i mean hell he's the hustler i pretend to be he's a big reason why my why my why my uh online uh screen name is is usually johnny deathmatch that's fair that's fair the deathmatch from doom and you know but i just yep. was trying to make like a giant oxville sound and it was tight and that's yeah. it no hey it works it absolutely yeah. works but yeah giant oxville everyone involved shout out to uh shout out for for making one of the the best wrestlemania moments there is but it wasn't the only wrestlemania moment we got a lot of other stuff to go through like oh, i'm not done talking about jack okay no go ahead i'm sorry oh no okay. we, i know you're not done talking about jackass john and i i will respect any attempt you make to insert jackass back into the conversation but we okay got some other stuff to talk about you got it because uh, we we had a long, complicated road to WrestleMania. Is Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestling a match? Is Vince McMahon wrestling a match? It sounds like they are. Then it says, oh, no, they're not. And so everyone who reported that happened was full of shit. And then come WrestleMania, oh, they ring the bell. Steve Austin has his last match ever. And then the next night, oh, they ring the bell. And Vince McMahon does, in fact, wrestle Pat McAfee, I mean, hell, shout out to Dave Meltzer. Sometimes you get proved very right. Uh, what did you think of the uh, the Attitude Era's final bow, I think? Because after 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 Owens versus Stone Cold, and then especially after the stunner that Vince McMahon took, I don't want to see the Attitude Era again. I'm done. This, right, it's over. What the hell was that? We've wrung too much out of it so far. Um, what, did you, what did you think, John, of... of I think the attitude error is an old mule and it's time to take it out to the pasture. Yeah. <laughs> I think we had, we needed, we needed to go take the cart up the mountain one more time. And now it's time just to and, leave it up there. And here's the thing. Yeah. I think if they had stopped it with uh, Kevin Owens versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, I would have been like, we did it. The Attitude Era yeah. had its final bow. But and it was man. so weird. Stone Cold coming out just felt like, oh, I get it. Austin Theory, Stone Cold Steve Austin. They both have Austin in their name. Yeah. Like, that's what it felt like. It didn't that, feel motivated. It was. It was It was all just, it was all just, we have to do it because we have to. And then Vince McMahon took one of the worst stunners of all time. Now, 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 now that's not entirely his fault. I've been watching that over and over again. Yeah. Stone Cold screwed that up a little bit too. Okay. Because he because he went to grab him. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he had him all the way around. And that's why Vince stepped back for a second because he didn't know he was going in for the he was finally going for the stunner because he grabbed him kind of weird. Yep. And then well, he was trying, but he was like, get back here, get back here. And then yeah, no, I'm not I'm not saying Stone Cold is blameless in it, but I'm just saying that because they brought out Stone Cold, they had the worst oh, yeah. stunner of all time. Whereas if they had just Put a cap Left on it. it on night one. It would have been great. It would have been spectacular. Yeah. I don't know. You... Th sorry, th th sorry, no. And it's just Vince is 76. He doesn't need to be taking mm -hmm. stunners, man. Not Abs even not even close. Absolutely. Shout out to Pat, Ma Pat McAfee for saving the whole segment with uh, A, his that stunner, and then B, the pouring the beer. Gary, what did you think of the, the Attitude Era's final bow? I feel like it's time has come. It's time yeah. to move on. Uh. Seeing Stone Cold and, you know, Vince for the probably hopefully the last time, you know, that was a nice little throwback to all of their, their um, history back then. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, uh, I lost my train of thought. No, you're fine. It's, I think <laughs> um, it, got, it got stunned, man. It, you took yeah, a no, I'm, I'm with you because it was just it just felt it just <laughs> felt wrong. Gary, Gary, Gary you losing like your train of thought time. is exactly how that met, how that moment felt. Yep. And and speaking <laughs> I'm of, serious. It was exactly that. And speaking of old mules that need to be taken out behind the barn, 
Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, I think, is a match we never have to see again. Now, am I yeah. am I wrong in saying? Uh, I, oh. I still see it's, 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 I still see. Yeah, it. Gary, you'll still you'll uh, still buy a ticket. Well, no, I, I won't buy a ticket. I mean, I, probably, <laughs> okay. I just I I just know we're gonna see this match again and again and again. Yeah, so I, you know, it, it was speaking of Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. You guys saw the Uso. What happened to Usos and uh, and uh, uh, Boogs, Not, right? Yeah, Brick Boogs got injured oh, yeah, trying to trying injured. to do a strength <laughs> bit. I feel so bad for him because that dude's the future of the company. As soon as the second Uso got up there, and I apologize, I don't remember if it was Jay or or Jimmy, but. He got as soon as he is still like he didn't even make it all the way on the top. Yep. See, he's not he was he was already buckling. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then that just went kaboom. And apparently it was like a tendon that snapped and yeah, went all the way down I, the ankle. Yeah, it sounds like it was similar to the Triple H injury, not completely okay. the same. But yeah. Well, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I noticed Roman also got injured. Yes, he got his shoulder. He had to pop his shoulder back into place before they handed him the titles. Tells me one thing that the bloodline uh has not been doing their training. What they do you haven't mean, been getting their they haven't been getting their gym time in. I, you know? I would, haven't been limbering I, up. I would go with you if one of the Usos had been injured in the match, but because it was Rick Boogs, I don't know if that holds. No, water. no, but but I just mean that it's like because he didn't he he didn't get up there, he kind of got on the side, and I think that's what pushed him down. No, I think I think he it was just too much weight. I think I think Boogs oh, I see. Right. I saw. I saw that he only leaned on one side. Oh yeah, and, no. And I got, saw. He, I saw. I what I saw he, was he, he hit him like this instead of on top even. So when he got him like this, all that weight went right down that knee. But I I don't know if that's on the Usos. I don't know. If, I think it's, it's like his fault. I mean, it's just no. It just but happened. That, I'm just saying. I I have a feeling that that was more a case of Rick Boogs maybe trying a stronger spot than he he was actually oh, maybe prepared. you know what i mean or maybe it's something that it maybe everybody in, needs the gym you know what get ddp in, in there do some well, yoga it, i can see it as the kind of <laughs> thing that worked i can see yeah. it as the kind of thing that worked in practice and then when they went to do it he had done enough damage with the practice that like he couldn't do it again um, it felt like a thing like they were out back and he was like yeah man i lift like concrete bags on my shoulder yep. what, what are those 50 pounds i could do those easy you're Either. what like 200 pounds <laughs> Fine. Either either way, sending good vibes to to Rick Boogs because man, yeah. he really he has so bad. much. He that has so terrible. much. Yeah, I hope he I hope he comes. I hope he recovers quick from surgery and comes back God. with a head full of steam. Because uh, before his injury, I was saying this is the guy that should beat Roman. Because uh, like he really does have that like '80s WWE energy of just he could stop someone in an airport. You know what I mean? You could stop and be like, hey, that's Rick Boogs. Um, yeah, shout out to Dexstar, by the way. Hashtag Tama Fit. Yeah, hashtag Tama Fit. Uh, but yeah, I, and I, uh, but back to the point of Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. The match, I, I just don't feel like they have it, anything I think that, left to I tell think, with that story. I, when I, when he was going, he was trying to. He was like, "What is he? What is he? Uh, he's calling Paul." He was like, "Paul, my, my shoulder's out. My shoulder's it's out, out. It's out. Yeah." I thought I thought Paul Heyman was gonna do like the Mr. Miyagi, the hand rubbing together, yeah, thing, you know, and then like put his hands on. But he didn't do it. Uh, but then, but but I think that what happened was that like that was legit. I think he thought his shoulder because he probably felt nothing down his arm, and it was but it was actually his elbow, right, or mm-hmm. something. And I think I think that that made them kind of end ended a little differently than they were going to yeah no it uh, it 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 i i feel bad for everyone involved because really the 
at the end of the day, a the, lot of injuries. This it mania. was it was supposed to be the biggest WrestleMania match of all time, and I think it just fizzled. I think even even if the card hadn't been as spectacular as it was, it didn't it wouldn't have lived up to the hype the way it, the way it went down. Bianca and Becky was a way better match. match that match, weekend, man. I held my breath that. through that entire experience. I was just, I said it on Twitter. I'm going to say it again. I'm real excited for the next like 10 to 20 years from now when Bianca Belair's influence is in wrestling period. Uh, Cause she just has it from the match that she did on, uh, on Saturday with Becky Lynch that stole the show on a show that had Kevin Owens versus Stone Cold Steve Austin and Charlotte versus Ronda. Um, like they really, they really showed out. And then the promo that she cut on Monday where she's like got the sunglasses on and then she reveals the big black eye. I mean, this woman is just money. I'm telling you, 30 years from now, you're going to see some brand new talent show up in WWE and they're going to come out and they're going to do the little rotating thing like she does on the on the on the stage. Mm-hmm. And, that, and you're going to be marking out. You're like, wow, she's doing like a Bianca trivia. Like, that's yep. so awesome. No, like, it's <laughs> it's going to be like she's... seeing like when Kevin Owens does the stunner and you're like, holy shit, it's the stunner. No, you're going to see Bianca references everywhere. Yeah. Bianca and Becky had the best match of WrestleMania yeah. weekend that didn't involve Bandito or Mike Bailey, because those two also <laughs> had just a crazy WrestleMania weekend. We won't touch too much on the indie scene because that's a whole other hour if you want to talk to us about what you liked from the independent uh from like gcw and stuff like that we'll be we'll be talking all about it in happy hour i'm sure uh this weekend uh patreon.com slash thomas island yeah <clears throat> over on the islander tier but yeah bianca and becky hell of a match uh logan paul showed out and then got dropped by no man no fuck I, thought that guy. I, never, fuck. I thought i'd never say this but logan paul impressed the hell out of me He's yeah so good. i was I, say he did fuck, and, fuck, that, fuck that guy for making me like him fuck him but here's the, here's the problem here's the problem everything i like about logan paul is going to be undone by the fact that contractually he has to turn babyface now they put it in his contract that at the end of the Miz, Logan Paul, Mysterio's feud, he has to become a babyface. That's why Miz, like, beat him up. And I don't want to like Logan Paul. I want more of Logan Paul, like, running the sacred cows of WWE down, like doing the Eddie Guerrero shimmy and stuff like that. You can't do that as a babyface. And, and, and also, I want to be clear, based on all the stuff he did in Japan and the Suicide Force and all that stuff and everything else he's done, period, just as, as a YouTuber, just existing, yeah. uh, I'll never like Logan Paul. Exactly. Yeah. But 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 him in the ring had me going, wow, this guy's fucking good. And for a second, I forgot how shitty he is as a person. Exactly. And that's yeah. so. and that's why I'm like, I loved Logan Paul. Sorry, Sorry guys, I, loved- I was talking shit. The gloves are coming off, you guys. Oh, no, he's off, got right? pro- for those talking you- shit. For those of you not watching live, he's got props. I told him it's an audio medium. Because, like, I'm bringing bring out the props uh, anyway. Sorry. Sorry for the for the uh, audio assistance. These are uh, Santa Bull brand. Boxing, boxing gloves. gloves. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He's got, he's got boxing gloves, folks. Yeah. But no, like that's, that's the thing is I loved everything Logan Paul did, but if he's going to be a baby face, I'm not going to be liking that no. version of Logan Paul. And I, no. I, I, that's the one, that's the one misstep. And so since we're talking about great matches this weekend, I think we've talked WrestleMania to death. There was one other huge show this weekend. I'm not talking about TakeOver, Stand and Deliver, because they apparently decided that it was more important for the NXT title to change hands on Raw than at 11 a.m. on Saturday. What I am talking about is Supercard of Honor. What I am talking about is FTR versus the Briscoes, a match that I did not think could live up to the hype that people had set for it. I really thought it was at that point where, like, well, there's, there is no match they can have that's going to live up to what people think FTR versus the Briscoes is. 
they fucking had the best. They had an amazing tag match. I mean, it was really some old school Southern wrestling. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw to you, Gary, first. What did you think of Briscoes versus FTR? Man, that match was so fucking cool. Uh, man. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to what uh, Cash and du- uh, du- yeah, Cash and uh, Dax said before. Yeah, you know that their whole like no flips, no fists, and that they said nothing but fists, man. Yep. Oh my, it was just a, so cool. It was a brawl, man. No, it really, it did. It felt like what it, you know, they pay a lot of tribute to the Midnight Express. There was a lot of Midnight Express in there. There was a lot of that old school Southern, Southern brawling. And it was, it really, I think was a meta, it was a good kind of analogy for the entire night because super, I, I was even very skeptical, extremely skeptical on last week's podcast. I said, Tony Khan's going to be booking in expert mode. And we will see this is going to be sink or swim. He had been talking very boastfully. He was like, I bought Ring of Honor because I believe I'm the person that can put on the best version of Ring of Honor right now. And goddamned if he didn't put on the best version of Ring of Honor right now. Uh, if you if you didn't like FTR versus the Briscoes, I'm sure you liked Alex Zane versus uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott, or I'm sure you're not I, I swear, cool. Shane Strickland. I'm sorry, I've been playing too much WWE 2K22. Uh, Shane Strickland. <laughs> Uh, had a hell of a match. Yeah, Swerve is that guy, man. Oh, Swerve Strickland, man, really is absolutely the guy. I think Jonathan Gresham and Bandito really showed out in the main event. And then just to cap things off, just to make things nice and crazy, Samoa Joe is back in the ring of honor. Tony Khan dropping a big-ass surprise right at the end of the night. What do you think? What do you think, John, of, of Samoa Joe back in, in Ring of Honor? That's not even the biggest surprise. The biggest surprise is Tony didn't blow the surprise <laughs> before Joe showed up. That's <laughs> what it was. Um, yeah. You know me, man. Listen, I got to be critical of my boy Tony. Uh, you know, it's, that's how you show love here in, uh, you know, in, in the Italian kind of yeah. Sicilian family. So uh, giving him shit just means, you know, we're family now. But what I'm trying to say is it was a huge surprise and it was like a legit, it was a legitimate surprise yep. because you figured like, cause Samoa Joe left or he got, you got fired or whatever, whatever happened at a WWE. Yep. And he went into NXT, which is still the same thing, but somehow he, he made it. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then he was out of that. And of course, most people figure he's going to go to AEW or he's going to go to impact. I really thought impact mm-hmm. um, even new Japan, you know, there's, Obviously, New Japan Strong needs needs some you know big time talent like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, instead, we got ROH, and uh, although I think he's you're probably going to mostly be on AEW, right? Well, yeah, it's he a lot of the well, and this is the fun of Supercard of Honor. It was pretty much an advertisement for this Wednesday's Dynamite because they're like, <laughs> oh, we're going to do FTR versus the Bucks again. Samoa Joe is going to be there. Like all the fallout from Ring of yeah. Honor, Supercard of Honor is happening on AEW television. Uh, hell, okay. the Bucks the Bucks even showed up at Supercard of Honor. Um, and I, I think Tony Khan, was, he did a good job of playing off the fact that everyone expected Danielson to show up and challenge Gresham because that felt like a natural match and Danielson's already in AEW, yada, yada, yada. And so he used he kind of used that as a shield so that way when Samoa Joe comes out, you're like, well, I didn't even know this could happen. 
Yeah. And, and there's a big problem too, like with the crossover where I think that AEW is trying to get a more mainstream television fan base. Yep. And uh, talk about ROH is going to alienate that because it's going to confuse the shit out of people. Well, and, and not only that, but I, I, if I was in AEW proper, I, I'm not saying the writing's on the wall, but I would be very nervous about the fact that one of the executive vice presidents has pretty much left to build a bridge to WWE. And you've got the president of the company now, for lack of a better term, starting a second family with Ring of Honor. Cause like it, it's a separate, it's owned by a separate company. You've got a lot of folks that either were overflow from AEW, like uh, uh, Chavo Guerrero and others. It, it really feels like there isn't as much focus on AEW at the moment. And it feels like that is is going to become a problem, right? Like, yeah, a little bit like I because here's the thing, if 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 AEW is able to bring Ring of Honor in perfectly, I'll I'll eat my words. But we've already talked about the fact that Ring of Honor kind of felt like a loophole to book the Briscoes, right? Like that's what we were talking about last week. And Warner Media doesn't like loopholes. Um, and now it feels like Tony Khan is kind of forcing the conversation with Warner Media of, "Hey, I've got Ring of Honor. They're going to be on my show. They've got I've got their champions. I've got their stars." Yeah. How is that going to go? Because Warner Media Warner Media's got other stuff um, on their plate they're merging with discovery right now unless unless they change their mind about the briscoes unless but we'll have to think like that's a big if um yeah and it, and, and if the briscoes are going to be working more with impact then maybe this was the way of getting the briscoes out of ring of honor so that way uh we can have this other brand but i i just i feel like it's gonna be too much like i feel like as good as super card of honor is they have the cody rhodes problem of how do you maintain this momentum uh without i mean i'm sure they have a plan for weekly tv with roh but that's gonna be another show that tony khan has to book when he's already booking dynamite he's already booking dark he's already booking dark elevation he's already booking rampage he's already booking the pay-per-views like He's going to burn himself out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who's, um, and, and, and did he say he's going to keep booking ROH and all that or? Well, he's, it, here's the thing. Even if he's going to start delegating, Tony hasn't been proven to be a good delegator so far. That's originally, true. Originally, that, is what the, that is what the exit interviews say. Because <laughs> like originally he was supposed to be the a part of a panel for booking. It was like him and the executive vice president for booking it. And then it was like him and, Cody and the Bucks are booking it. It's like then him and the Bucks are booking it. Now it's just him booking it. From what I understand, it sounds like Punk has a lot of say. Um, but like it, it, yeah, it's true. Um, but it feels like uh, uh, if, if Tony, even if Tony Khan says like, hey, Sanjay Dutt, I know you've got a lot of experience producing. Can you produce Ring of Honor? How long until Tony Khan starts to get become the control freak that he's already proven to be with yeah, and, if, and if you're going to put somebody in that kind of position you got to make sure it's somebody that you're okay with losing yep. because when you start exerting your control you're going to piss that person off they're going to want to leave yep that's my advice yeah to anybody and, in that situation <laughs> and so that's the that's the kind of like one like black cloud in the back of my head after this big ring of honor weekend where like 
I give props to whoever like took Tony Khan's phone because he I haven't like heard from him since Ring of Honor. It doesn't seem like anyone's heard from him since Ring of Honor. It's Warner. <laughs> I mean, no, but like I, I would have, but like I'm I'm real interested to see how this goes further. I don't know, Gary, what do you what do you kind of think of <coughs> Tony Khan taking over every everything at this point? Like he's really going for it. I feel like he shouldn't like he should know like if he really wants to do this and not like stress him out with all these stuff, you know, pay-per-views and stuff that he has mm-hmm. to book. So I mean Yeah, because it won and find somebody to like, you know, just take the load off, I guess. That'd and help. Sh- and shit, I just realized we only listed his wrestling uh responsibilities. He also runs it's... the Jacksonville Jaguars and he's got Fulham to deal with. That's so a lot of responsibilities. Yeah, me. like I well, worry that explains about explains the erratic behavior, right? There's a, there's a few things that explain yeah. there's a few things that explain the erratic <laughs> behavior, but he it definitely feels like he's taking on too much on his plate, and I I, I hope that I hope that this doesn't mean the because here's the thing it it's entirely possible taking on Ring of Honor is the thing that takes that sinks AEW because then yeah. if you're doing too much it becomes too much of a burden. When do you decide how do I offload this to like Vince? <laughs> You imagine the <laughs> he has to offload just ROH. Let's say he just says ROH. Mm. That alone would look so bad. And then, then you also have to add into the fact that AEW is now finally bringing up budget cuts when they release people. Marco Stunt was a budget cut. Cody yeah. Rhodes, not only I mean, yes, he left for side so project. One hundred percent gone. Marco, yeah, Marco's his his contract lapsed. He wasn't getting calls even before it lapsed. So like. There are some folks that are, and it's, it's cold. Not, yeah, no, it's, yeah, no, like it, it, pretty much Joey Janela came out and confirmed everything Big Swole said about the the backstage culture of of AEW, where it's just oh. sort of like you if you if they've got something for you, they've got something for you, but if they don't, you just don't hear from them. Um, but it it does raise this question now. They're doing budget cuts now that you've got a guy like Cody Rhodes leaving for more money to take care of his family. What happens when MJF wants a pay raise? What happens when Jungle Boy wants a pay raise? When WWE realizes that Luke Perry's kid can finally wrestle? Because like I under I understand them not wanting to bet on Luke Perry's kid when he's you know a young independent wrestler trying to make his name, but he's now enough of a star that I if I'm WWE I would say yeah let's bring in Jungle Jack Perry why not? And then not only that but there's also um, you know there's a domino there's a domino effect to that. Because mm-hmm. also yeah. now that he's also bringing in guys like Punk, when what happens when Mox decides that he wants some more money because he's got a kid at home? What happens when a lot of these folks decide that enough is not enough, and that's going to be and, a big and problem? The money, the money, Ross. Mm-hmm. It's not just about your salary. Yep. It's the fact that you get to go on morning shows and you get appearance fees. Mm-hmm. And you get royalties out the ass for all sorts of stuff you don't even realize. Like mm-hmm. you know, they run, uh, they use some wrestling footage in a movie, in 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 in, uh, in a Bollywood movie or something, and then you get a nickel every time that gets shown. It's like yeah. crazy. I mean, I know it's that's not that, that stuff's not huge money, but it adds yeah. up, and that's the, what they're not getting right now. Yeah, and so. look, I know there will be a lot of people that will say, "Well, hang on a second. WWE is going for the Gable Stevensons of the world. They're going for the Braun Breakers of the world. And if that was true, they wouldn't have hired Cody Rhodes." Right. 
Like yeah, they and, brought and, and, in, they brought in the guy who didn't even want his theme song to remove the word wrestling from it. Like they, they will hire wrestlers if you're a big enough star and you maybe want. And hell, I'm not saying MJF or a guy like Jungle Boy or anyone like that will go immediately, but there will come a point where the WWE money will simply be more than AEW can offer them. Even if yeah. it means you're not going to be, you know, the quite the star you were. Although with Co- the way they brought in Cody, I don't know. I think they could bring in an MJF and make him into something. And you that's know? the thing about Cody too is Cody uh, is the bridge, and that goes two ways. Mm-hmm. That's not just about saying, hey, um, you know, bringing Cody in opens up for some of his students. It opens up for it opens up a lot in AEW. Yep, because he can talk to them in ways that they can't. And, yeah, and and you know if that sounds a little like tampering, he does have a an agent that has been guilty of tampering in the past. <laughs> so like it it's, does... but it's also not it's also also not illegal because he's not doing it by bringing no. in confidential. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's illegal, but I am saying that it it is going to create a pathway for some of the folks that maybe decide that like, look, I can make more money elsewhere. Yeah, why not? Uh, and you make you make more money, and by the way, you get taken care of. Well, and all, and and. <laughs> To be fair, and and who knows, maybe this won't be the way it goes in the next 20 years, but I think we're still in a world where people have to prove that they can make it in WWE. Like, I think we are still in a place where if MJF never goes to WWE, he's going to be like, oh, it's going to be an asterisk, you know? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to really rustle some feathers here, I'm sure. If Tony Khan was fucking offered a job at WWE, he would take it right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, If, uh, if, if. If Eric, if Eric Bischoff could work for Vince, Tony Khan can work for Vince. If, 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 if Tony came to him, or Tony, if, if, if Vince went to went up to the office in Jacksonville with a big-ass dump truck of money and said, Tony, do you want to run NXT? Here's some money. Yeah. It'd be over. Yeah. It'd be over. Yep. Uh, it, but, but, and that doesn't make WWE good. Mm-hmm. It, it, just mean, it just proves that they're seated in such a place that, not that they're, they're untouchable, they're just unmovable. Well, and, and it's also, it also speaks to the nature of the business, because I know there are a lot of people who are at that AEW rally in Jacksonville in January of 2019, who truly believe that Cody, the Bucks, Tony, these are their friends. They built a promotion just for them, just for them to finally see the type of wrestling that they want to see. And now they're learning that to guys like Cody, no, this was a way to make money. For Tony Khan, this was a way to make money. For the Bucks, this is a way to make money. And if it's you, it, it's a strip club, <laughs> the stripper doesn't care what you have to say, but she's yeah. gonna laugh and giggle anyway. <laughs> oh, absolutely, you your money. Exactly. Yeah. And money, yeah. money makes the world go around. To borrow a phrase, and so if they get offered the money, they're gonna usually take it. I mean, yes, I know a lot of the older vets have, you know, said that they'll take the pay cuts for uh, for creative freedom, but that's the kind of thing you do once you've made enough money that you can take a pay cut for creative freedom. Like I hate to I hate to put it that bluntly. This is art and commerce. That's one hundred and one. Um, hey, but, you can't make the art without the money. Yep, exactly, exactly. And so, like, that's why I I don't know. I hope that AEW lives a long and lustrous life, but I. I keep thinking about the way that Cody said, I hope history is kind to Tony Khan. It's the weirdest quote of of all of his quotes where he's like, I hope, and he said it over and over. I hope history is kind to him. I really do. And I don't know what that means. And I'm going to spend the rest of my life trying to figure it out. 
Cody has a soft spot for Tony because Cody knew Tony when Tony was just a mark at the and the you know sitting ringside seats, a rich kid with with good tickets. You but know? here's the thing: I hope history is kind to him. Oh no, that I know. I isn't just what I guess, some, I, isn't something I is it's just it's not something you normally say about someone. I guess what I mean is I guess what I mean is to me it seems sincere. Like I would say, I hope history is kind to him about a dead person. I wouldn't say it about <laughs> someone who is alive and can still. Make well, I history. hope history is kind to everybody. Absolutely. And I hope history is kind <laughs> to this upcoming weekend. Because while WrestleMania has ended and while the road to WrestleMania is done, just across the pond over in New Japan Pro Wrestling, we are gearing up for the big April Super Show, or at least one of them. It's going to be Hyper Battle 22 in Corican Hall. There's a lot of title matches on this show. I'm actually really, really excited for it. Uh, we're going to start breaking down the card as soon as I pull it up. But before we do, the main event is going to be Zack Sabre Jr. versus Kazuchika Okada. Let's start with the main event. Uh, Gary, who do you think is who? Think, who do you think's walking out with the title? Okada. You think Okada is going to get the win? You think Okada is going to beat <sighs> Zack Saber Jr. on? Uh, 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 wait, hang on one second. Sorry, I gotta pulled up the wrong. Yeah, on Saturday, April 9th, uh, Okada versus Saber. You think it's going to be Okada lifting that belt, taking it all the way to Dallas, or uh, taking it to where is he going? Washington D.C. and Washington. Chicago and and the other places. Uh, John, what what are you thinking? Saber or Okada? Uh, I was gonna say Saber, but then but then Gary said Okada, so now uh, <laughs> I've been influenced. No, I, I think I think I think Saber's just not there yet for this for this moment. Um, I think that he'll get another shot, and it'll happen stateside almost. Okay, so because they they got to show some big shit happening, right? Yep. Otherwise, otherwise, why you know why bring all these dudes over if there's not gonna be some ground shaking, right? Absolutely, but he, and here's the thing: I can't believe it, but we're all in agreement. I also think Okada's gonna win <laughs> on on April 9th. I think, but for different reasons. Yeah, because you all that, that just means that, that just means there's a lot of reasons. Yeah, because you're saying you're saying stateside. You think he's gonna be? Uh, you think it's gonna be a match? Yeah, because that's in does the that thing happen in, in May, right? Like, yeah, I don't think I don't think that's where it's gonna happen. I okay. think Saber is going to win the cup lose the title because we already had the new japan cup winner get the big surprise win last year it would feel repetitive it would make him feel like an osprey uh clone i think saber loses this match and wins the g1 and i think we get zach saber jr versus okada in the tokyo dome because i i honestly think saber is at the point where he should main event a dome show especially with how popular he's gotten over the course of the pandemic and in, in the past couple of years i think he's there and I think that if he wins on Saturday, I I'm not gonna like laugh at it and be like, oh, it's too soon. I think he would he would carry that title nicely. But I think, man, if he wins that G1, because he's usually a highlight of the G1 anyway, goes to the Tokyo Dome, does it there. I mean, you really you have a you have a Kenny Omega style moment there if you if you really want to put all the chips behind Saber. Yeah, and sorry when I say when I say. It's too soon. I just mean in this storyline. Yeah. Not not that I think I no, think I, I think Saber 
that's what I mean. Top, that's, top that's, guy. Yeah. That's where I agree with you. But that okay. Like the, okay. The, I, I, I realize I realize I may have made it sound like I think he's not ready himself. No, but I I was more piggybacking off the fact that you said it's going to happen stateside. Cool. I was like, no, I think it's going to happen in the Tokyo Dome because yeah. I think I, I don't think want, I don't need Zack Saber coming at me too, man. I got enough. People. Oh yeah. No, well, he, he you might be safer from Saber than you are from Bullet Club at the moment. <laughs> that's uh, true. That's true. Yeah. Saber doesn't have social media, but uh, <laughs> yeah, like I I think I think Zack Saber Jr. for the G one. Makes a, a lot of sense, but Saber versus Okada, not the only match that's happening. We got El Desperado taking on show for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Who do you think, John? Show or Desperado? Desperado. Fuck, fuck House of Torture. Okay. So you're, you're <laughs> going, you're going show. Who are you who are you picking, Gary? Uh I'm sorry, you're picking El Desperado. I'm sorry. Uh, go yeah, ahead. I'm picking. I'm picking Desperado. Yeah, that was my but, but, but actually, I'm not picking Desperado as much as I'm not picking Show. Gotcha. Okay, Gary, yeah. who you got? I'm saying Show. I mean, I feel mm. like I got it. Feel like he should have won Best of Super Juniors, man. I feel mm. like that was the perfect opportunity for him. Racked all of those wins, and then he started to lose. But I mean, I, I got I honestly, I got to go with Gary. I, th- I think it's going to be show. I think show, I like, especially heading into best of super juniors where show can just be that it's all about chasing show instead of chasing El Desperado. I just, I think that he's too, he's too determined to get that belt that if, if El Desperado beats show after show stole the belt, hit him with a wrench, pretty much did everything possible to get this match show can't come back from it. Like not even a super juniors win is going to make me go like, uh, but you know, when you were so determined, you weren't able to get like, it just, it, it feels like he would look like a plate full of piss to borrow a, a term, uh, from, from some folks. But yeah, like I, I think, I think show's got to take it just because of the nature of the storyline, you know, like he's, he's been too, too determined. Um, then we've got an IWGP tag title match, Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto defending against Great Okan and Jeff Cobb. I'm going to throw to you first, Gary. Who you got? I would say Cobb and Khan, but I feel like Yoshihashi and Goto got this. I mean, okay. I wouldn't put, you know, Cobb as a tag champ. I put him maybe as a G1 winner, you know, fighting okay. for the world title. I, but I mean, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sneeze at it. The man's had a, a damn fine run since joining the United Empire. Um, so it's it's interesting reasoning. What about you, John? Who you got? I'm gonna go Great O'Con and Cobb. Yeah, I gotta go. Or as I call them, Great O'Cobb. Yeah, Great O'Cobb. Because uh, because because uh, Great O'Con apparently is a legitimate fucking superhero. Yeah, he's a, that. Thank you. That was gonna be my my point. Is that uh, Great O'Con recently got a letter of commendation for the fact that he stopped a 61 year old creep from abducting a 10 year old in a uh japanese train station he is he's pretty much become a a hero over the whole thing to the point where even the new japan roster is breaking kayfabe for once in their life and being like yeah actually the guy behind great okan is one of the greatest people (laughs) in the like he apparently is just a complete stand-up dude and i really i do see this thing kind of because also to add to that when the girl's mother was like oh how can i thank you apparently his quote was i just watch new japan you can watch yeah people, people. like <laughs> it's like eight, eight o'clock p.m japanese standard time even, even <laughs> yeah like even getting the like he, he's still promoting the company even in the wake of being the best in in the world uh drink zima i think is what he said yeah like man like he just it it really is the kind of thing like if you didn't believe great okan was set for big things before after this 
he's definitely going to be set for big things. But I could also see it from Gary's point of view of in the same way that Jeff Cobb might be beyond the tag scene. Maybe Ocon, maybe Ocon also is. Maybe maybe both these guys need to be singles champions instead of instead of in the tag title. I think they're a great tag team. I think they'd have a great tag champ run. But Gary does bring up a good point of are we are oh, we kind of go after the never the never title? Yeah, maybe. like it, it it does kind of remind me of uh, Killer Elite Squad, where you had Lance Archer and Davy Boy Smith, two amazing singles wrestlers in a tag team. That while it was a great tag team, also. There was so much. I feel like money was left on the table by those guys not being singles champs. I don't know. Am I am, am I crazy here, John? Yes, I've told you this. This is our running gag, man. <laughs> yes, you're crazy, but you're not wrong. Okay. All right. Well, that, yeah. I it, there. There's a lot of ways that tag championship match can go. Speaking yeah, of, but, I, but, but, but sorry. Before we move off of that, though, there's no reason why these guys can't be a tag and get some singles. I mean, oh, es- yeah, no, especially no after Slightly. everything I said about Zack Sabre Jr. becoming popular through the tag title yeah. run with Tai and, Chi. And, and United Empire is starving for some kind of cred. Thank you. They've Thank got you. nothing right now. They've got oh, nothing. They, they have what? never had anything. No, they I, even when even when Osprey was champ, they barely had. Could, but that was because that was a joke championship. I mean, I understand there's controversy there. I just mean that they they ran it as a kind yeah. of a bit instead of an actual title run. No, it was exactly. run as, a, Ex- as a gimmick. <laughs> um, no, but they they do. They need some kind of credibility. I think the yeah. the tag title scene would be the place for it. But if we're well, talking having about- having having two two belts would be pretty sick too. Yep, it would be. It, it's it does seem to be a thing right now. I just dropped my lighter. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi <laughs> taking on Evil for the Never Open Weight Championship. This is a big match. I mean, this goes back all the way to when Evil joined uh, Bullet Club in the first place. Like Hiromu was the the one that kind of had his heart broken the most by that. He finally gets some payback. I'm gonna throw it to you, John. First, who do you got, Hiromu or Evil? Man, fuck evil. I hope he gets split ends. Thank you. I was going to say the same thing. I hope his hair fucking gets all frizzy and shit, and he tries to put conditioner in it, but no matter how much he puts in, it just doesn't fucking work, and he just has to shave his fucking head. That's what I want. Oh. Putting the fucking evil eye on that motherfucker. Okay. But but also, but also, Horomu, man, come on. He's very, 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 very popular. You you just literally can't root against him. You look at him, and you're like, oh, man. It's very hard. What about you, Gary? Hiromu, evil. You, it sounds like you're, go, you're I'm in the going. I'm going. I'm with Hiromu. Fuck evil. Oh, here we go. <laughs> this is the one time I trust evil. I instantly regret it. Yep. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Gary, Gary and I are usually opposites, and now no, and we're I, just like, fuck these guys. No, and I, I was about to say, <laughs> we we finally have another three-way tie, because I'm also, I'm also all in on Hiromu. Uh, like originally I thought they were going to break everyone's heart, but then new Japan decided, Hey, you know what people might want to watch eight hours of Hiromu Takahashi sleeping in Corican hall. And that's the kind of thing that if you can get people to watch Hiromu sleep, imagine how many people want to watch him wrestle. Like he is, I think outside of maybe Okada and Naito, the most popular wrestler in new Japan right now. Like I, I would even. I, I think he's tied with with uh not he's it's like Tanahashi Okada and Naito are up here and then Hiromu's like right right here he's just he about to make so much through. merch that just is a lot of merch it, and and mm-hmm. just people lo- fucking love him dude he's like, over when he when he's not on TV he's over 
Exactly. Remember that whole run they did when he was injured and they were like, all right, he's going to be a camera guy. He's going to be the ring announcer. He's going to do comedy. Like they, even when, to borrow a phrase from Poochie, even when people, even when he wasn't on screen, people were going, where's Hiromu? What's Hiromu <laughs> up to? And I think if Hiromu doesn't want to fully go to the heavyweights and he really wants to bring glory to the junior heavyweight division, then he needs to be one of the, the few junior heavyweights to win the the never open weight. In fact, I don't know if a, a junior heavyweight has won never open weight yet, despite it being an open weight title. Uh, and so, didn't Will, didn't Will Osprey win it when he was a junior? Yes. Okay. No, you're right. Osprey was the first junior, I think, to win the the open weight title, and that, but that was also in the transition to heavyweight. Yeah, that was so true, it, yeah. And so it's a, it's a weird a weird time, but this would be the first like. You can give it to him on a technicality. Yeah, give it to him on a technicality, but this this would absolutely, I think, bring more glory to the the junior division in that way. Huge. Hiromu wants Huge. to, and just because it's Thomas Island, fuck evil. Like, just let's be real. Yeah. Fuck House of yeah. Torture. Uh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think Show. Should, <laughs> I, I, I think Show was gonna win, but I, I mean, think Show should win. But fuck House yeah. of Torture. Yeah. yeah. Um, House of Torture, you know, I'm sorry, when I first saw House of Torture, I was like, okay, this is cool, this is cool. And all kidding aside, no, not even just messing around with the Thomas Island show, just, just uh, in all seriousness, it's getting old, like yeah. real fast. And it feels a little cringy. Well, no, and it's, and it's now- it's the constant, the, you know, Dick Togo. Well, and, it's, right. it's now, it's now, <laughs> at, the, it's now at the point where they're not allowed to, they're not allowed to get one over on, like House of Torture keeps getting kind of one-upped now. Like Godot's figured out how to fight back. Like a lot of their a lot of their shenanigans don't quite hit the way they used to. Yeah. And so like they need to go back to the drawing board. I'm I'm completely with you on that one. We've got a KOPW twenty twenty two championship match, Toriano versus Tai Chi. Uh, I believe it's either sumo rules or one other rules. I can't. I I haven't. <laughs> I gotta find rules. this. I gotta find the stipulation. That, curry eating contest. Curry eating contest. Yeah. Here, one second. <laughs> let me. Let me. Let me flip through the news for a second while I try and figure this out. But just on uh, on the names alone, who you got? Yano or Tai Chi? Uh, John. Yano. Yano. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, because uh, he's picking the he's picking the stipulation, right? Yep. Gary, how about how about you? What do you yeah. got? Honestly, I don't know who I hate more. Uh, <laughs> kind of hard. All well, right. Gary, Gary, to make it easy on you, the reason why I'm picking Yano is just because if he picks a stipulation, he's going to be set up for success. All right, the here, most. let me let me let me put out the stipulation here because I don't know which one has been voted on yet, but it is either going to be a cherry blossom party match in which both competitors must drink sake at every two oh, minutes. Sh- that changes it and return to the ring within a 20 count victory comes via pinfall submission or intoxication or as tai chi has uh asked for a no rope ring out match a sumo match where the way to win is to throw your opponent out of the the no rope ring that's stupid he would never win that against Yon. that's stupid and i and i if i'm i'm gonna go to the new japan's twitter right now because i i have to figure out which one is uh leading in the poll well well if it's if i gotta be honest i think the cherry blossom one that's still Yano. If it's if it's who's pushing who out of the ring, it's still Yano. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, no. You know what? I take that back. The sake, oh. the the cherry blossom. That's gonna be Tai Chi because Yano no, seems I... like a fall down drunk, whereas Tai Chi seems like an energetic drunk. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's the I'm gonna say it's the other way around because uh, Yano's had a drinking game match with uh, okay, Yoshinobu yeah. Kanemaru. Like he's proven that he can do that. Whereas yeah. Tai Chi has been really pulling out the sumo technique lately. He's been winning with that uh, Yokozuna style elbow strike. He's okay. Really, like he's gone from the other side of the Holy <sighs> Demon Army. He used to be all about Toshiaki Kawada and those stiff kicks, and now he's into the sumo influences of Akira Tao. 
Uh, so you know who's winning. You know who's winning. The, the crowd. Fans. Yeah, the I fans. was about to say. Yeah. I uh, I can't find the poll at the moment, so I'm going to just assume that uh, whoever who's wins will Yano? have a good time. I, yeah, I got to go with Yano because yeah. it's the king of it's the KOPW 2022, and outside of outside of Suzuki, that one time, it's very hard to. Very hard to take the trophy from him. Our final title match of the evening is going to be the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championship. Six or nine, Taguchi and Wado versus El Fantasmo and Taiji Ishimori. Uh, I'm going to throw to you, Gary, first. Who you got in the Junior Tag Title match? Taguchi and Wado. Fuck yeah. EOP and Ishimori. <laughs> fair, fair. John, who you got? Yeah, fuck, I'm saying. Yeah. Put I me am... down. Put me, put me down for another one. <laughs> I I hate to be that guy. While I do uh, I do agree. Fuck ELP and Ishimori. There is that especially that, ELP man. That broke my heart. That, that really that, did. You know he, she showed up on Thomas Island one yeah, time. No, remember e- ELP yeah. has been, but so did Anderson. So like I'm, right I'm in the eyes. Yeah, but yeah, but I never trusted. Well, those he, two I, I never trusted Anderson. Yeah. Fair, yeah. fair. Nobody no. calls themselves good who's actually good. <laughs> yeah, no Ishimori. It breaks my heart. El Fantasma breaks my heart. But I I also have that same inkling as show of like when it comes to the best of super juniors i just think it's going to be a lot more interesting with taguchi and wado trying to get their revenge on ishimori and elp and so i i gotta go with those those assholes from bullet club to put it bluntly uh i i hate to do it but i i also hated to say show needs to win it but i think listen I'm, I'm 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 at this point i just want them to come out of the bushes and attack me i'm just tired of hiding all the time so i'm just trying to bait them into finally coming at me you know so i can see where they're at at your at your sports themed airbnb uh next up we got li in alaska in alaska Alaska. (laughs) yes in in the the sunshine state of alaska uh los ingobernables de japon naito and takagi taking on osprey and hanare john who you got say that again who is it it's naito and takagi taking on osprey and hanare i miss naito i'm naito okay you're going you're going lij gary lij yeah 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 yeah, I'm going with Naito and Takagi on this one. I'm going this... United. I'm going United Empire. For no, no, why? Because they need it. <laughs> oh like, yeah, you're right. No, you're like, right. You're, right. Right. <laughs> you're I, using I, my logic. Yeah, like, I see I, what you're doing. I hate. I hate <laughs> to be that guy, but United Empire needs it. They've yeah. been teasing a new member, so like they might oh, help that's out. True. Like there's just there's too many things for United Empire this weekend for me to to truly count them out. I a little think pyromaniac, gonna... right? He's off burning Polaroids of people or whatever. Oh, yeah, it's probably, I, I, for all sake of all argument it, and rumor, it's probably Francesco Akira, the former uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling Lightweight Champion. Uh, he's from he's from Italy. It would make a lot of sense. He's been liking a lot of New Japan tweets. So uh, Akira Francesco or Francesco Akira, however he ends up appearing, would make the uh, most amount of sense uh let's see and then the final match we have to talk about i think we're all in agreement because it's Jado, tama tongaloa hiroshi tanahashi taking on bad luck fale gato yujiro takahashi and chase owens and i think i speak for oh. everyone when oh. i say fuck yeah. bullet club let's fuck go for team, tana, for team yeah. tama to for team tamahashi tamahashi exactly yeah. uh especially now that like they really have been starting to gel together if you watch i love the, it yeah, yeah, like uh, Tama and Taguchi have really figured out how to unleash the power of Taguchi's ass. Tanahashi has apparently been really <laughs> passing down some some fantastic tips to Tama. And so I think they're prepared. And then I also think, well, Tanahashi is going to bring the fight. Well, Tama Tonga and Tonga Lower are going to bring the fight. What's really is this is going to be about. It's going to be about Jado. 
It's going to be about Gato. It's going to be about that 33-year friendship that uh, was thrown by the wayside by Gato in the name of, of staying with Bullet Club. So I think there's going to be a whole a whole lot of fun there. I don't think I need to ask anyone on Tama's Island who thinks going to win the uh, eight-man tag match that Tama and Tanahashi are in. Because Tama's one th- I think Tama can win it, but Tama and Tanahashi, that's unstoppable at this point. I, I think I think that they're finding a flow together, and Tama yeah. and, and, and Tangaloa, they're... they're they're finding their um, their place in main unit. Yep. And this is where they're going to test that out, right? And yes. I think it's going to pay off in dividends. It's absolutely going to pay off. I think it's going to be a real fun night of action. Like I said, it's April 9th, 4 a.m. Eastern time. They're not only they're also going to have English commentary. So Kevin Kelly will be on the call. Hey, that's good. Yeah, it's going to be a big ass show. Hyper Battle 22 in Ria Goku. And speaking of big-ass shows, thank you to everyone who has been hanging out on Twitch or on your favorite podcasting platform for this big-ass WrestleMania hangover edition of Thomas Island. We've talked a lot. We've thrown a lot of topics at you. And the crazy thing about WrestleMania weekend is as much as we talked about in the past hour and a half, there's still so much more. So if you want to talk to us some more about uh, WrestleMania weekend, head on over to patreon.com backslash Thomas Island. Hit up that Islander subscriber tier. We hang out in the happy hours. Thomas shows up as well. It's, it's a real fun time. We get to chat about all of the, the craziness in, in wrestling. But then, of course, you also get early access to the podcast. You also get some of the exclusives, like Tama. Tama will put up a like a video journal every now and then. There, there's some real good perks over at Patreon.com/backslash Thomas Island. But before we call it a, a day here, Gary, where can people find you if you want them to find you on the internet? Okay, I'm going through a name change right now. So I, I, I was gonna say. I think I was gonna say this is the first. <laughs> This is the first time you've been on the podcast, I think, since the name change. So lay it on, folks. Yeah. You guys can find me on Twitch and Twitter on for the island underscore GT. For the island underscore GT. Absolutely. And uh, just a, a quick shout out to Chris Saban, who beat Jay White at Multiverse of Matches uh, this past weekend. Uh, doing, doing some good work for the island there, Chris. We respect it. And John, where can people find you if you want them to find you? Uh, you guys could just call me. My phone number is 407-574-1532. Uh, if I answer the phone, uh, I might answer to Sammy Zayn, but I promise that's just me goofing around. Uh, no? All right, for real, though. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's uh, linktree.com slash John Sebastian, J-O-H-N-S-E-V-A-S-T-I-A-N. Uh, or on Twitter uh, at John Sebastian as well. So. Absolutely. And I'm at Ross W. Berman IV on Twitter, at Ross Berman IV on Instagram. You can find me at rossberman.bandcamp.com if you want to listen to my music. I'm at Ross W. Berman IV on Letterboxd if you want to see my weird reviews of art films. Um, but we, you can find the, the island at Thomas Island or at patreon.com backslash Thomas Island. We'll be back next week. If you want to watch us record the episode live, head over to twitch.tv slash Thomas Island or enjoy us on your favorite podcasting platforms. Whichever you do, we're eternally grateful, and we thank you. We will see you next week. But until then, please take care of yourselves. It's been a long weekend. Hydrate, rest up, get back into your spirit. But take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and just enjoy the week, folks. Thank you so much for hanging. Thank you for listening to this week's Thomas Island. Find more great Thomas Island content, like the Shotgun series, weekly happy hour Zoom calls with Tama, video versions of the podcast, and much, much more at patreon.com 
forward slash Thomas Island and visit at Thomas Island on Instagram and Twitter. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.